Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is going to be a serious topic. And then Melissa's boobs were in her face. Listen, I'm trying to find my night-night weed. Like, which actually is, is uh, germane to our conversation. So, Jamie, why don't you get us started while I look through these piles of shit in the crap that is my desk? Sounds good. So, um, we got a listener um, request pretty recently in the emails, um, and we decided about a week ago that we needed to talk about this. Um, so they said, hello, you absolutely wonderful gems of human beings. I have only recently well, discovered your podcast. Aww. Please don't take it personally. Aww. Podcasts are new to me. Hey, however you found us, however you find us, even if you're listening, if this is your first one or maybe your last one ever, we welcome you <laughs> aboard. Thanks for joining us. I only us. found out about podcasts three years ago. So true, true story. Yeah. True story. Wow. Yeah. Um, and now I have one. So, yeah. So in any case, they go on to say, I'm only maybe 25% or through our episode so far, but I did a quick shirt search search, quick search of titles to see if there was anything mentioned in any of the episode titles on the subject that is a little tender to me at the moment. I am not new to the world of tarot. I read for myself, my friends, and started doing a few readings at a friend's wellness center for clients. This per, um, listener's full-time gig is a licensed mental health counselor. So the fact that they're asking us about this is really interesting. Um, I'm now at 43, trying medications for ADHD. Good. Good on you for the first time in my life. Cutting to the chase, I'm absolutely terrified that this new medication will change how I read and tune in. I do not want to trade my newfound clarity for my intuition. I know this is slightly dramatic, but it's the biggest fear I have with starting this med. Where on earth would I even start with asking people what their experiences was with amphetamine and tarot? Just a long shot, but trying to reach out to the best resources I know, which Aww. is us. So first off, thank you. Thank you for your candid. Thank you for your permission for us to read your letter on And air. for trusting us. Yes, and for trusting That's us. That's a big deal. So the three of us um, throughout our lives have been on various medications of sorts. Um, so we're going to talk about our personal experiences on all like things that we've been on, whether it is prescription-based or possibly not, and other ideas or situations wrapped around psychicness, reading, divining for both ourselves and as well for others. And again, this is a mental health professional that is right. getting help from themselves. It's a completely valid question as well. Yeah, that's what yeah. I wanted to emphasize so that. So yeah. we wanted what we wanted to do is we're going to each go through. We're actually going to do this in an orderly fashion for once, um, and we're each going to talk about our own personal experiences. I, I need to stress. I mean, you guys aren't fucking stupid. You see the name of the show. None of us are doctors. None of us are psychiatric experts. We're all professional tarot readers. I do have like 30 years experience as a social worker and, um, and, you know, we have life skills that have informed our choices, but do not go and do something because we said so, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We're talking about our own personal experiences. I know any fucking email saying, 
Well, I was on that med and I didn't have any problems with it. Well, good for you because it almost killed me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're speaking from our personal experiences. We're going to get give each other the space to do so. Um, but I want to make it perfectly clear that we are sharing true stories about our lives, about like uh, we're each going to talk about something that has changed our body or the way that we have developed and that scared us or that shifted how we use our skills, our intuition and our psychic skills. And that it, it is, a, it can be a valid fear, but never valid enough to put your health at risk. So that's kind of the bottom line that I wanted to get to at like right up front that your mental and physical health comes before any gift with any fucking cards. Like it comes first. So we're going to talk about why and how these things have changed us. We're going to start with Jamie and then Hill. And I'm going to keep my mouth shut until the end. So if, uh, if I do any breakthrough talking, um, you guys can start counting them and whoever counts them right gets a prize. And, and, and it's, and it's not necessarily a drinking game either. We don't, you know, no. either, you know, approve nor condone, you know, drinking games that Melissa has decided to create in the spur of the moment. Okay. So, um, I guess here, <clears throat> my qualifications on for this episode is, hi, my name's Jamie Elford. I have asthma allergies and in my teens, I was diagnosed with, uh, bipolar. However, recently I, um, has started seeing a psych doctor again, and he says I'm CPTSD. So those are the condition. Yeah. Melissa's like <laughs> happily waving her finger. So um, those are kind of the conditions that I have lived with, with through my life. I guess another condition I should throw in here that is medically kind of relevant is I'm deaf in my right ear. So that's a hidden disability that I happen to have that has both served and hindered me very much. Um, even in readings, I have to have people sit kitty corner to my left ear. And I tend to talk loud. So if you ever meet me in person, that's why I'm kind of like, if you feel like I'm screaming, that's, you know, because of that. But as far as meds go, I have always been on some sort of prescription medication for asthma and allergies. Uh, Preventol, um, um, albuterol. I'm on Brio right now, which is a one and day inhalant. Um, I'm on, yeah, you name it, I've probably been on it. Uh, my prescriptions for allergies um, include um, Allegra, the 24-hour version. That seems to be my body's drug of choice for my allergies. And as f- I'm also on allergy shots. In fact, the day that we, um, usually the days that we record on Zoom, I tend to have shots. So it's shot days for me. And I take three shots. One in, uh, one in one arm, two in the other. So I tend to have a battery. And at the at the moment, I'm I'm 47 at recording, and I have about nine different pills that I take throughout the day. And this includes, you know, some of the um, vitamins that also help all my different conditions. And in the past, though, like certain things like Tegridol, which they put me on. Well, first off, let's talk about lithium for um, bipolar. I was put on lithium, and that killed off my ability to write. And had I done readings for myself or for others, I think that would have kind of, you know made me not want to do anything. It literally is kind of like how Kurt Cobain said, the kills everything drug. And especially in lithium, the, um, the video that came out, I did not want to do anything except for sleep. So, but that was before I knew about tarot and before I started reading. Same with Tegridol. I was on these heavy hitting drugs, but they did change my physiology. 
I, again, uh, because I've started reading after I kind of figured out my allergies, asthma kind of regime, I've, I've always been able to deal with what I've got. But with the head meds, because that's kind of what I call them, I'm on Cymbalta. Um, right now I'm on um, 100, no, 90 milligrams, so 360s every day. And that helps me stabilize kind of the fog and the depression and maybe some of the um, empathic worldly stuff. Because to me, that stuff kind of goes hand in hand, where if the world gets more and more fucked up, I begin feeling more and more sad, like I can't do anything, even though I try and do things like donate and bring awareness to it. However, when I'm reading for others while under the influence of these, I try and center myself, I try and focus, and I worry about them. I take care of the needs of my clients or the needs of whatever I'm doing first. and then. I have my own um, therapists and I have two of them. Well, three, if you consider relationship therapy, you know, that I talk to and I deal with for all of this stuff. So I've, I've, again, sometimes you feel bad when you're starting a new med. Oh God, you know, especially when it's a head med thing where you're like, oh great, I'm on Ritalin. Oh great. I'm on an amphetamine. Amphetamines aren't bad for people with ADHD. They help you slow down. And, you know, amphetamines in general, like the the recreational type, that's, you know, kind of a different story. But I know that for me, I've been able to kind of learn and adjust how I read while on these medications. And they, you know... I, I, I've also learned how to slow my voice down, my speech patterns, so that I'm not blah, 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 like the hyperactive person that I can sometimes become. So there's the things you kind of learn and you test out while you're under your, um, the influence of your items. I have never seen somebody with ADHD be like really hyper or sped up while they were under um, Ritalin or um, methamphetamines because it does something different to that brain chemistry as opposed to like CPTSD, which kind of does do a bipolar in a way, but they have new, again, you know, because psychology is still developing. People have new ways of figuring out, you know, oh, this is not bipolar or PTSD and all that stuff. So, and Jamie, have you had like the medications, like Mm -hmm. have you ever seen your gift go away? Has it shifted or changed in a noticeable way? Um, you know, I've had medications too that I slept that I was on Coreg, it's a beta blocker mm-hmm. and I slept like 10 to 16 hours a day. And that was when I just quit doing readings because my heart was so fatigued that I couldn't sit up for that long. You know, um, I've only had it like when I was being removed off of something like the uh, last year, for some reason, a doctor wouldn't re-prescribe me my Cymbalta and I was off of it for a month, but that gave me the impetus to see the psych person to get re-diagnosed and they they're the one that said no you're cptsd and we actually went through a bunch of different drug types and he said no the cymbalta is working if that's working we're going to stick with it and what we did though is we uh jumped it up from 30 to 60 and then from 60 to 90 depending on you know the world conditions and it's really kind of stabilized me to the point where I feel comfortable where I'm at. I feel less foggy. I know I can focus more. 
and I don't feel like I'm going to hide between the sheets and, you know, or slip my wrists at some point, depending on all, you know, on what's going on in the world and in my life. I noticed that I was muted, which is why I didn't interrupt <laughs> 500 times just then. Um, but yeah, I, I, but these are life changes that you're talking about. This is not changing mm-hmm. your ability with the cards at all. And I no. think it also gives, you know, gives proof that that lie of you have to be a tortured artist is absolute bullshit. And I hate because, that. I hate that. Yeah, lie. And it's gone on for too long. It really has, particularly with people who are like psychic or you know like if you just like take this herb or whatever and put it in the middle of your like third chakra or whatever you will totally get over ptsd Mm -hmm. it'll totally fuck off you know sandalwood yeah just literally fuck off because there are certain things i have cptsd too and it got my misdiagnosis anxiety and depression for decades and i was on the wrong medicine that took me the wrong way and i cannot tell you how many people were like you know, if you would just like breathe in this lavender oil while you're massaging your fourth chakra and I'm like, go suck a dick. There's something wrong with my brain. Leave me alone. Whatever. I, so I will, anyway. I will say this, that the, yeah. la- the last thing I want to say is that I used to hate being on, you know, head meds. I used to say, I don't want to be on these. However, I've now kind of, I, I flipped. I am doing, you know, I, I don't mind this. Yeah. It's my chemistry. Yeah. It's it's your brain chemistry. And sometimes we need help. And it's the same way that in some ways, like if you had diabetes, you wouldn't lean into your pancreas and go, make more motherfucker. Let's do it. Insulin now. I am pre-diabetic, right? but you know, yeah, I don't ask my pancreas to do right. it. But yeah, we 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 ask our heads to do that. If you don't have hellfire, store-bought is fine. Same exactly. thing. If you don't have <laughs> serotonin reuptake inhibitors, store-bought is fine. So Hillary, Hillary has kind of a different take on what we're talking about, but it still very much impacts the readings. It impacts the work that we do. So go, Hillary. Okay. Um, so thank you, first of all, Jamie, for sharing all of that information. It's fascinating. And um you know, as for me, um, I don't have prescriptions. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm very lucky in that way, but also, um, I'm glad that we're bringing up therapy. I'm glad that we're bringing up trauma because, you know, just because you're not on medications for these things doesn't mean that, um, a therapist is not very helpful or doesn't mean that your trauma does or does not affect you. It absolutely does. Um, And some of it is, you know, peeling the onion and uncovering things from your past that you might've suppressed. Um, You know, I I mean, when I was a teenager, when I first started reading tarot, um, I was also experiencing a lot of things and a lot of traumas um, in my family situation. Um, my, my mother, um, had like basically a nervous breakdown when my parents got divorced. Um, in that, I think in that same time period, she was, uh, diagnosed as uh, manic depression or as we shall say, bipolar now. Um, I think that that diagnosis is still correct, but Hey, who knows? (laughs) Um, but you know, even being um, a relative or having a mother, or father, or parent um, that has um, issues or head stuff or 
needs head meds, um, takes its toll and makes you think about the world differently and also makes you think about divination differently too, because it just stands to reason that if your worldview is changed by your experiences, how you divine things or how you read cards for other people is going to be kind of set within your worldview. So you need to be very careful (laughs) in becoming objective or getting to that as objective a headspace as you can in order to read for somebody else. Um, So I did want to talk a little bit, and I didn't even realize this until Melissa pointed it out to me before we started recording, um, about how I've been under a lot of stress um, in my life, um, in my chosen career that I've recently left to pursue my real career or my life's work or my life's purpose. Um, And stress also takes a toll on us and takes a toll on on our divination and our ability to our intuition doesn't go away. It's just stuff gets in the way of us hearing our intuition. So for whatever the three of us say in this particular episode, like your intuition is still there, honey. It's still there. It hasn't deserted you. It hasn't abandoned you. I'm getting a little bit teary about this, but it's just, you know, some of this stuff does hinder us hearing it but it, it's not gone. (laughs) So don't think that it's gone. Um, so now that the stress is leaving my body and I'm trying to, um, you know, put, put my body in a safer, more, um, I guess, receiving mode. I feel like that receptive mode is opening up my channels a little bit more, um, so that I can hear because, you know, when you're in that, um, physical space and that mental headspace of survival, it's hard. It's hard to be able to connect with anything that is seen as spiritual or divine. And some of that is divination and some of that is your intuition. So um, as for the things that I've used before that have enha- has enhanced my intuition or inhibited my intuition, um, I'm glad, Melissa, that you brought up herbs. <laughs> like, fuck, fuck you, sandalwood. Um, um, fuck you, mugwort. Fuck you, valerian. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've had weird experiences with mugwort yeah. and valerian and, um, and some edibles as well. Like, they have... they they've kind of moved things aside for me to see clearer, but then also I don't remember anything afterwards. Yeah. So it's just like, does it, is that really helpful or is that really restful? Or is that like, I feel like it's almost sometimes an excuse to, to be like, I want to do drugs and have fun. You know, right. it's just like, mm, and I think that's that really, okay with friends. Maybe? That's fine. Like, that's but fine. You, but I would never do a professional reading when I'm like, cause I use medical marijuana and, um, and I, it doesn't get me stoned. It just takes the pain and moves it away so I could function because I have chronic pain. And, uh, but I would, I, I only do readings for Bo when I'm really stoned so. <laughs> and like you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's because like, I don't want to be all in an altered state. If somebody's paying me for my time, I need to not be in altered state. Um, right. but what I do on my private time is my own business. Exactly. And Legit. I mean, just be honest, be yeah. honest, be clear. Like if you like, for example, one of the things that I ask for 
you know, like in a party space, when I would do party readings, I would ask people like, come see me before you really start to imbibe, like, please, you know, because otherwise, like if someone's sloppy drunk sitting down at my table, it's just like, honey, you're not going to remember this reading. And so it's just like, it's, it, it doesn't work. And I don't do that. That's a whole nother fun episode right there is to talk about the horror stories or the, the, the safe spaces we provide for stuff like that. So let's, are we going to go through the shadowscapes first edition deck that I lost because of that bitch and her glass of white wine. It, it'll be fine for just a second. I'm not going to knock any cover. I'm totally not. I'm pretty to. sure we did an episode on that, but you know, like, we, you we know, can like do we five more because yeah. I have like, feelings for for so just to just to wrap up my portion of the episode like i haven't been drinking um for the last almost 3 months now um as of, as of this recording and you know i don't miss it and i don't fault people that do but at the same time it's just like i prefer to have my channel clear when i'm working however i am lucky in the fact that i don't have prescriptions or I don't have, like, I don't have to, this is not shaming the people that have prescriptions or that need prescriptions. It's just like, I would just prefer to not, to not mess with it and have my body as clean as I possibly can. That also involves me not even drinking soda at this (laughs) point. So I don't know. I don't know what the hell happened to me. I turned 40 and I'm just like, and I like I can't do any fun 40s. things anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it just messes with me more than more than it it helps. You know, like for a moment of fun, I'm like paying for it for the next week, and I'm just like, eh, you know. Um, I did want to add one more thing about, and I think we talked a little bit about it about the suffering artist. I don't want to hear another psychic superhero origin story of a near-death experience and then suddenly i'm psychic and i started to see things like that is total fucking bullshit and yeah i I counted the other day i have a new friend and he sincerely asked me sonova how many times have you almost died so i almost drowned when i was a kid a couple times um and then i had a car accident where I slid under the wheel well. Um, I almost died several times having each of my kids. So anyway, we counted them all up and I had uh, I met, I think I'm at 17 times that I've almost died. <laughs> right. So we're like anaphylaxis, we've got the heart problems, we got right. I ain't seen shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that's the that was the next I question I was gonna ask. 17 times, <laughs> and I have never seen anything otherworldly. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen and I'm not saying whatever, but I, what I'm saying is I've been psychic since I was a kid and not a goddamn thing happened because I almost died. So don't be stupid. Don't don't listen to every fucking thing that somebody tells you. Like if you're feeling like you need psychic vibes or whatever, fucking study a book, you know, Nooch wrote one, Antonucci wrote one, um, go to your local library, find all the books you need about like focusing like you just really want to like focus and center your attention and then everything will like come to you naturally so you got it but like don't hurt your body and don't hurt your life because you heard a story once that'll make you more psychic because it's just bullshit everybody has the muscle to use their intuition and their psychic energy and the reason mine is so strong and the reason these bitches are so strong is because we use it every day we flex our muscles now mm-hmm. is it my turn do i get to talk now I've been yeah, so I was going to say something else, but no, okay, I, go ahead. I was going to say about the, the, if you've 
if you've ever seen Family Guy and you've seen, um, you know, Mayor Adam West, where they have like the superpowers episode and he rolls around in toxic waste, you know, it's just <laughs> like, that's not, I'm, I'm sorry, sweethearts. That's not how it works. You know, you don't get to find psychic sludge and roll around in it. And suddenly you're, suddenly you're no. psychic. I believe, I do believe that everyone has intuition though. That's what I say on my weekly show. Everyone has intuition. You just have to learn to use it. So exactly. practice it. Mm-hmm. So my, my story is a little different from these guys because, you know, I have had a lot of illnesses. Um, and I think that people use, they self-medicate with alcohol and drugs a lot, uh, when their life becomes overwhelming, right. Or when they can't cope with it going a certain direction and, or when they can't find a way out or whatever, or sometimes they do it because it's just fun. And then the next thing they know, that's their life. And that happens to me in college with alcohol, like, um, I started going out drinking every, uh, what do we do Wednesday, Friday and Saturday. And we would start pre-partying, you know, at like eight and then go out to get drunk at 11, which means we were binge drinking. Like, and I was pretty much on Wednesdays, Fridays and Saturdays. I was drunk during the nineties. Right. And my readings when I was, uh, when I was drunk were different because they were a little meaner and they were a little more contentious and they were a little like careless right and again i was in my 20s you're supposed to be stupid when you're in 20s that's what they're there for you know and then when i moved to st louis when i was 30 i moved away from all of the drinking things um but my my psychic stuff didn't go away or get better or worse because of booze if anything it was sloppy um because i wasn't really i was like charging 20 bucks a reading i think at that time or like you know jack daniels to further my career in being a binge alcoholic Um, and the alcohol didn't take away my intuition or make it better. It made my reading sloppier and made me less reliable as a reader because I can't predict how I'm going to act on alcohol because it's alcohol. If I have five, maybe I'm fine. If I have 10, probably not, probably maybe end up in the back of the Catholic Newman center or sleep in the gravel on a Sunday morning with all the Catholics walking around me and Truman or something totally pull that out of my ass but anyway um and then i had both psychiatric in the last two years i had psychiatric and heart medications and those did have an effect in the same way that jamie's did i i also was diagnosed with anxiety and depression and was treated with the wrong medication for years before i finally got a diagnosis of cptsd and it's a whole different kind of medication i think it's instead of ssris it's snris or smris yeah yeah. So I got, I got shifted to the right. My right medication is deluxetine. The one that tried to kill me, uh, was, um, co co No, it was, uh, it was a different, I think it was Cymbalta did bad things to me, but is great for Jamie. Right. And the thing about psychiatric meds is you have to try them out. You can't just take them and know that they're going to work for you. It usually takes, I thought it was two weeks, but my psychiatrist said it's like six, to eight weeks to feel the full efficacy of the medication. And even then they have to adjust them. So if, if they're not working for your life and to make you feel grounded, they're certainly not going to help you feel confident in your tarot readings. So I stopped doing tarot readings for a long time um, in the last two years because I was too sick to do them. And it wasn't because I was taking medication. It was because I was not grounded in my body and I was not well. Right. So anybody telling you that taking psychiatric medication will adversely affect your tarot readings is full of shit and they need to stop 
preaching this shit before some kids get sick and die. You can't listen to non-medical people talking shit in the new age world. It's foolish. Now, if you want to take your heart meds like I did and then do like my friend Digsby made me this really great little sniffy thing of herbs that helps calm me down because I have a really high pulse. And that's awesome. Let's do the one, two combo. But it took 10, no, nine medication changes. Sachets. I love sachets. Boy, sachet. I love Francais. Mine's, sachet. Mine's across the room. <laughs> My sachet. But like Bo makes me things that smell good. And uh, Diggs makes me things that smell good. And that helps me feel better. I like to light candles. I have incense. Like I'm really sensitive to smell. And so that is part of my holistic care. But I'm still going to take my fucking heart pills. You know, I'm not stupid. And I think that anything, like somebody said, aren't you afraid? I don't think I told you guys this. In one of my classes, somebody's like, you post a lot about your heart medicine. You know, you, you give readings from the heart. Aren't you afraid it's going to damage you? And I go, no. And what I wanted to say was, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. But I didn't because I have self-control. So the only other time, the only thing Clearly. that has, <laughs> I the said it until just now, did I? <laughs> the only thing that has ever changed the intensity of my tarot readings has been pregnancy. And I'm the only one, I think I'm the only one of us who has had a child. So um, I don't like to assume, but um, like if you are you know, correct, you Dave are correct. said, if, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm the only one who's had children. And, um, and each time I was pregnant, it ramped my intuition up to a million and then it stuck there. And I actually thought I was going crazy for a while. And my kids are 18 and 16 now. And, but when I say I could like, my husband at the time tried to surprise me and he's like, you'll never guess what I got you for your birthday. And I'm like, oh, you got me a Chicago Blackhawks jersey and tickets to the Blues in Chicago game. And he just left the room. And I was like, what? Um, so it was as accurate as that. I was just snapping things out of people's heads. And it was really scary because I was also terribly, terribly sick and I didn't know it. And I didn't have any protection up. And like, um, I was, I almost died a few times and like, I swear to God, if anybody says the veil is thin to me, I swear to God, but the veil is always thin. That's why they're fucking called veils. Cause you can see through them. Okay. Otherwise people <laughs> say the piece of fabric is thin. So I fucking hate that expression. Anyway, I, I can't wait to get her back on an email but, point going the veil is thin. Melissa. The veil is, oh my God. <laughs> is it, is it thin? Is it thin? Like veils are supposed to be really, is it see-through anyway? What I want to say is that 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 was a thing where my and I don't know any other people who've gone through pregnancy. Maybe that's something that you could write in and let us know. Um, that's the only thing that changed the intensity and it only ramped it up until I had to learn how to like shut it down. I had to learn how to ground myself at center and pull myself back together because I was so expansive when I was pregnant. And then it stuck it like it stuck with the, the gas pedal pushed all the way down and I had to figure out how to ease it up. So, you know, that's the only, that's the only thing that I had that really changed it. So please don't be afraid of medicine and science. Please don't allow, you know, I always think of magic as that space of the undiscovered between um, what we know and what we don't know, you know, and that way back in the day, they thought the sun was a God in a chariot. And now we know that the sun is different, but we're still not sure how quasars work. And I can't talk to a tarot reader who knows exactly how tarot readings work because we don't 
fucking know. We have ideas, but we don't know. But what I do know is that if somebody with letters behind their name gives you a diagnosis and you trust that person and they say that you need medication, follow the science, get a second opinion if you need to, but please don't let science distract you or make you afraid of taking care of your mental health because tarot cards are not the answer to mental health and to physical health. They are a flashlight to show you along the way. They're not going to fix your mind or your body. You can do that with the help of doctors, therapists, and psychiatrists. Tarot cards are not the answer to illness. They can help you figure out where it is and figure out where to go to get it fixed. But they will never, ever, and your psychic intuition will never, ever replace science. Ever. So let's let everybody stay in their own fucking light, shall we? Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. <laughs>